Locals know the STN Sports app is the most trusted sports betting app in Nevada. They have convenient sign-up locations across Las Vegas. So download the STN Sports app today. Download and get a bonus up to $500 when you sign up at any of our convenient locations. TickPick is the exclusive ticketing partner for Vegas Nation and Blue Wire Network. Vegas Nation sponsored by Station Casino's STN Sports. Download the app and get a bonus up to $500 when you sign up. It's time for another Vegas Nation podcast. You're listening to the Raiders postgame edition. everybody, it's Heidi Fang here for the Vegas Nation post-game edition, and I'm joined today with Adam Hill and Ed Greeny, our Review Journal sports columnists. And we are going to get into the Raiders' overtime win here, the second home game, second overtime win, uh, always bringing it down to the wire here, making for some thrillers. Uh, we will talk all about that, but first, don't forget to hit subscribe and check out VegasNation.com for all of your latest Raiders news. We're brought to you by the Las Vegas Review Journal and also Station Casinos. STN Sports. Don't forget, when you download that app today, you can get a bonus of up to $500 when you sign up. And we're also presented to you by TickPick. All right, guys. So let's get into it. Like I said, another overtime thriller with the Raiders. 31-28 the final this time. But I feel like this shouldn't have happened. There should not have been an overtime (laughs) period in this game. Adam, what were your initial thoughts on what went wrong? What happened to bring this game into overtime? Well, I I think you look at both sides. Both sides are probably coming out of this game saying why did this go to overtime why did we not win the Dolphins start off 14 nothing when you have a 14 nothing lead in the NFL you're supposed to win the game Uh, the Dolphins you know did that through some early mistakes by the Raiders taking advantage of them getting the pick six and uh, then getting a score on a short field after a failed fourth down conversion so uh, Dolphins take advantage of that early and then they do nothing and I think you have to give credit to the Raiders for then you know making the big play on the safety by by Casey Hayward uh, using that to kind of ignite a rally turning things around and then you're right the Raiders then are in a position where they don't think uh, that this game should have ever gone to overtime because they're up 11 points uh, seemingly in control in the fourth quarter and they give up you know 11 straight to force the overtime including you know a fourth down play uh, down inside the two and then a two-point conversion and uh, everything that happened there and then both teams have drives in overtime they both kick field goals um, crazy kind of a wild game back and forth but I think the the biggest takeaway if you want to look at the overview of the game is the Raiders found a way to go to 3-0 and the Raiders have plenty of hiccups and plenty of warts and uh, it's not pretty necessarily but they're finding a way and that's something that they haven't done in the past they haven't been able to get the big stop they haven't been able to make the big play Uh, they found a way to lose these type of games and now this year they're finding a way to win so they're not going to blow anybody away in the power rankings nobody's going to think they're the best team in the league anything like that right now but you're 3-0, and nobody can take that away from you. 3-0, and like you said, this is the um, the first time, actually, they've been 3-0 and since 2002, finding ways to win. Ed, I wanted to get your opinion on the finish here, the finale of the game, and ask if you feel like the, maybe the play calling was a little bit too conservative that led to the game being forced into overtime. I'm not sure, Ninja. I actually think he called pretty good plays in the fourth quarter in overtime. Um, you got to give a lot of credit to Peyton Barber. You know, he, he, you know, for a guy who's filling in for Josh Jacobs to go for a career high 111 on 23 carries, the biggest play that he had was the 27 yard run that ultimately set up Daniel Carlson to win it. So I was okay with how they attacked it. I mean, they, Adam said it best. I mean, they made a ton of mistakes, but still won. And when you do something for the first time since 2002, yeah, there's a lot of things to clean up, but. 
there's a lot of good also. I mean, think about that number, guys. 2002 is the last time that they started out 3-0 and in a season. They went to the Super Bowl that year. It was the team, ironically, Gruden built and then went to Tampa Bay and actually came back and beat that team. Uh, I don't think any of us are sitting here saying that uh, we're thinking right now Super Bowl. Uh, but 3-0, and I'll tell you what, 3-0 and is a lot to me, and I'll ask Adam this. Like it's it's easier to believe playoffs with three and zero than two and zero. I know that's a big look ahead because there's seventeen games, but three and zero is a pretty good start in this league when you start talking mathematically and when you know the percentages of teams that do that to make the playoffs. So I think they have a lot of things to be happy about, knowing there's a ton of stuff to clean up. Especially when Adam, the Chiefs lose today to the Chargers. The Chiefs now one two, Chargers two and one, and both the Broncos and Raiders at three and zero. What does this mean for the AFC West right now and the way that the standings are shaping up? Yeah, I mean, I think you still make a chief, the Chiefs a favorite to win the division, although, uh, you know, some scary moments for the Chiefs, not only for their defense, but more importantly for Andy Reid after the game. We'll have to check on his health and see his status uh, for the rest of the season, and that would be a massive loss. Uh, second most important person in that organization, I think, behind Patrick Mahomes. So, um, yeah, I think there's a little bit of concern with Kansas City. Uh, and then you look around and say, well, the Chargers are looking really good. They're 2-1. and one. They have a chance to tie the Raiders next week. The Broncos are 3-0, oh, but no Nobody really knows much about them. They've dominated three really bad teams. Uh, that's why the Raiders 3-0 start, you know, first in history to go 3-0 against three teams that won 10 or more games the previous season. Uh, all, these, all these historic numbers that we're seeing from this start, which are very impressive. Though in retrospect, all right, the Dolphins aren't playing very well. Uh, the Steelers actually look like they're trash. Um, it, the Baltimore win was really good, although they almost lost to the Lions today. So um, I think there's things you can point out and say maybe the 3-0 isn't as impressive as we thought a 3-0 start would be. But I don't think anybody cares. And I think, you know, it's also the, you know, Derek Carr was talking about something different, but I'll, I'll make the same analogy. Um, he was asked, like, hey, do you think these fans are getting their money's worth? Two great, thrilling overtime games. And he said, yeah, I'm sure they are, but I don't care. I, I want to give them wins. And that's what matters. I think you say the same thing. Is this the best 3-0 start ever? No, but who cares? You're 3-0. That's that's really what matters, and I think that's what the fans take away from this, and I, I think there's a lot of excitement and enthusiasm, and there should be. Anytime you have a 3-0 team, even if you're the Broncos, you're excited, but the Raiders' 3-0 start has been more impressive than the Broncos' 3-0 start. The Chargers are 2-1, and and they have that chance against the Raiders next week, but you know nobody can change the fact right now you're 3-0 and and you have a long week to prepare for a team that you might be competing for a playoff spot with. Okay, so we look down the stretch here. Right now, coming up, Week four, we're going to see the team play another Monday night football game. So heading into Los Angeles for this one. And will they be doing it with Josh Jacobs or without is probably another question that we'll have to ask ourselves as the things evolve. But Ed, you earlier talked about Peyton Barber and his emergence, 23 carries over 100 yards uh, and and scoring like you did, leaping over the pile, kind of uh, just the little things that you want to see out of a running back that steps in, um, being able to convert those scores and everything. So what did you make of Peyton Barber's overall performance? You touched on it a little bit, but uh, how important is he? I mean, I, for Josh Jacobs to be out and for a guy to go his career high is pretty good. Um, you know, this is a guy who played, you know, four years in Tampa, actually started all 16 games in 2018. So it's not like he's never been on the field before, uh, but he was with the Washington football team, uh, got cut this year, played with them last year, 
got cut this year, went to the practice squad, and John Gruden signed him on September 4th. And, you know, what a signing so far it's been. I mean, if Josh Jacobs comes back next week and plays the rest of the year and they're close on a playoff berth, they're going to look back at this game as one that they were able to win. And Peyton, Bar- Peyton Barber had a huge uh, part in that, 111 yards. And the other thing is he, he caught three balls for 31 yards. Like John Gruden told us afterwards, Heidi, didn't blow assignments, picked up the blitz, which they really needed because the offensive line yet again was not good at all. Um, you know, helped in protection. Ran really hard, so it was a really good for uh, good game from. I'm just glad he's such a talkative guy afterwards <laughs> because I wrote a column on. Him. I really needed the in depth quotes that he gave us. Yeah. Uh, so no, I'm just kidding. I but, know. Uh, he I did not laughing, say much at all. I was like, wait, did I zone yeah. out? And well, miss you knew it was coming when John Gruden <laughs> said, "I don't even know this guy," and yet he's a starting running back today. So he said um, he gave him the game ball. And yeah, he gave him the game ball. Because I gave him a big hug and a game ball. He goes, but he doesn't smile. I'm not even sure I know him. <laughs> well, you know what? He knows him now because he just went for 111 and a win. So yeah, good game by Peyton Barber and you need something like that. I mean, Adam knows as well as anyone. I mean, running backs are devalued. We understand that they're not as important probably as people think, but that guy was pretty important today. You know, the 27 yard run set up that field goal. That was a big run. Um, the touchdown when he went over the top, that was a big play. So yeah, I thought Peyton Barber was really good. Locals know the SCN Sports app is the most trusted sports betting app in Nevada. They have convenient sign-up locations across Las Vegas. So download the SCN Sports app today. Download and get a bonus up to $500 when you sign up at any of our convenient locations. Raiders football is finally back, and there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet to find Raiders tickets anymore. Because TickPick, that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, is the original no-fee ticket site and the only one you'll need as your go-to for all NFL tickets. TickPick got rid of all those awful service fees that the other ticket sites charge, which lets them guarantee the best prices on all of their NFL tickets. Don't believe it? If you can find better prices for the same seats on another ticket site, TickPick will give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price. We know Raider Nation is psyched about the games taking place at Allegiant Stadium this year and on the road. Raider Nation is everywhere, so TickPick has you covered. Make sure to to check it out, visit TickPick.com slash VegasNation and use the promo code VegasNation to save $10 on your first order of Raiders tickets. Adam, I wanted to get into this offensive line talk that I just touched on there with uh, Andre James had a fumble and also snapping ball really high in a couple circum- a couple cases. And then Alex Leatherwood, I believe, had a false start that cost a team um, on the drive late in the game. With John Simpson, a hold. It, it, it's You're seeing some of the same things repeat themselves. Now, I will say, um, and I, again, you don't really know, and to, the team say this, and it's cliche, but it's true. You won't know until you see the tape. Uh, Tuesday really uh, kind of circulates so that all 22, which finally it's back on Game Pass, thank goodness. Um, but I think when you... Uh, when you when you see the tape, I think what you will see is a lot of mistakes. The the snaps are a problem. They continue to be a problem. Even the ones that aren't getting away, some of them are off target. I think I thought Andre James settled into that a little bit as the game went on, got a little bit better. But early in the game, they were all over the place. And you know we've seen two different games now where that's been an issue. Uh, really big losses based on on bad snaps. So um, they need to continue to fix that, uh, and they need to get better all along the offensive line. But what I was getting at is it seemed like. At least in the run game, they finally found a rhythm late. And I think a lot of that was wearing down the Dolphins' defense, but you saw it. Peyton Barber was hitting the holes hard, and I think it was wearing out some of the front. And you know, you get the one of the ways to get guys going that are that are struggling to block on the offensive line is to let them get downhill and just push guys around. That's what they can do, and you saw you saw them do that a little bit. So uh, I think that's got to be an encouraging sign for the Raiders to get that offensive line going even just a little bit today. 
All right. We talked about also the um, defensive tone setter with Casey Hayward turning around things. Um, what do you think needs to be done that the Raiders don't keep getting off to these like rocky, shaky starts? How do they better game plan coming up here uh, against the Chargers in Los Angeles to be able to have the game not be such a slow, rocky start, Ed? Well, I'll say, I'll just jump right in. And, uh, uh, I was wondering, Ed I was looking that, at his Adam's fantasy scores. In, I have no idea that was coming to me. Yeah, so, <laughs> I, I, I will say, uh, and we've seen this, and um, it actually just reminded me that uh, I forgot to put this in my story, but we can actually write about this later in the week, I think. Uh, nine straight games uh, where they have not scored on the opening possession, the Raiders. Uh, so I think that's leading to it a little bit. And, and, you know, don't forget, that's like a lot of teams in the league. The Raiders like to script their first drive. That should be your best, you know, your best series. Uh, you, you should you should have something going early because you have all week to prepare those, you know, those plays. And uh, it hasn't worked out lately. Uh, we saw another, you know, struggle on the on the first drive, a struggle on the second drive, really a third drive, too, for the Raiders today. So, uh, yeah, you're right. Choppy starts. They have to fix that. And I think that'll be kind of addressed uh you know, with the team and just say, hey, you need to you need to have something ready to go, maybe even go for like a big play right off the top. Uh, the Raiders like to come out and kind of establish a run a little bit Two running plays to start the game is often uh, what they like to do. Last week, they came out through a little bit early, but um, I think they may take a shot. Uh, take a deep shot early in the game next week just to kind of set the tone and, and shake things up a little bit in terms of those bad starts. Can I add one thing right here? Certainly. OK, how cool is it to watch Hunter Renfro play? That guy is so good. He's squirrely. He, what? I don't know about that. I just think he's really good. <laughs> he doesn't blow he's, assignments. Like he's, he, he's that guy is so good. Yeah. And like after the game, he's up there like with his backpack and 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 Gatorade and just talking and it's like, oh god, it wasn't Gatorade. It was some kind of pillow pocket. I don't know what these things are. Oh, what? What, are pill, what are pillow pockets? <laughs> what are pillow pockets? What? I don't know what pillow pockets are. I don't know what you're talking about. Hunter Renfro was the star of the post game because he brought crustables yeah. to the post game, which are peanut butter and jelly sandwiches with no crust. They're phenomenal. They come in a little bag. They're one of the best foods known to man. And I don't know where you got pillow pockets. I thought from. they were pillow pockets because I thought they were shaped like a pillow. It's not really shaped like a pillow. Yeah, it kind of is. Like, like, it's, no, like it's got bread. the little, it's, well, it's got the little shaped like bread no, with not. no crust. I thought it was like a little like it's got an edge to it. I, you're doing like a half moon thing. Yes, yeah, a half moon. It's not a half moon. <laughs> it's a, it's shaped like bread with no crust. It's a crustable. It's not no. sourdough. No. <laughs> Heidi's a mom. She knows. They don't go that fancy in the Uncrustables market. And it's just frozen. You let it out. It defrosts. Maybe that's why he had it in his pocket, to be able to let it defrost faster. Uh, a little. <laughs> is this something that we want wide receivers uh, eating? Is that okay for him to do? Yes, yes, yes. Is that, isn't it, it's it a good be source the, of protein it when you have the peanut the butter in there, right? can't be the healthiest thing in the world. I thought they were uh, pillow pockets. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> All good. But uh, Hunter Renfro, no. When I said squirrely, I mean, because like I watched him um, on the sideline do this incredible catch where he like literally put his knees under him, dragged his toes, scooped up a low pass, caught it, then got back up. And turned so quickly on a dime to start trying to run back down the other way. I mean, he didn't have much room to run, but he picked up another couple yards. I mean, those are the kinds of things that like not everybody can do. The intangibles, the way that he's able to contort his body when he needs to, to make incredible catches and plays. And um, that's one of the other things I wanted to get on here about with the wide receivers was like the emergence of Brian Edwards and Henry Ruggs this season. Everyone was saying one or the other needs to set up. 
Um, I mean, step up this season, but I feel like both of them are really starting to come into their own um, when they're targeted. I think there was five targets for Edwards. He had told three receptions. Um, I think Blink, uh, I don't have it up in front of me, but I think Ruggs had uh, four four catches in the game. So, Adam, what do you think of their emergence? Yeah, I think, I think really impressive. And, you know, John Gruden has asked about the confidence he has in them. Uh, and he said, well, we had confidence in them on draft day. That's why we picked them. And that's what we want to see from them. And I, I think that uh, that's where they're at. I mean, they made these guys the starters in the offseason. And Derek Carr said, hey, they came to work every day, 6 a.m., throw the ball around. They became starting wide receivers. And you're seeing them emerge more and more. Brian Edwards, more and more a part of the offense. Henry Ruggs, they've been getting the ball near the line of scrimmage, letting him make some plays. That's, I think, key to even opening up the deep game a little bit more. We saw the big play deep last week. We saw uh, more of a playmaker mode this week. And he was motivated, he said, by comments. He didn't want to say from who. Uh, we did do a little bit of uh, digging back from last year. We found yes. some comments from Xavier Howard. Woodward and Bernstein to my right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> found some comments from Xavier Howard on a on a podcast last year uh, talking about shutting down Henry Ruggs and how he made a 4-3 guy look like a 4-5 guy. And, uh, you know, that may have been what triggered it. Maybe some other things as well. But, um, yeah, Henry Ruggs said he was motivated. We we kind of saw that out on the field. He went and really, you know, we talk about him in his speed and, and all the plays he can make. But high point of the ball against Howard, one of the best, you know, ball defenders you have in this league. Uh, really impressive play on a throw that was behind him. He stopped, went up, made the play. Uh, so, you know, I think you're seeing their emergence, and I think that's really important for this offense because everybody knows what Waller does. Everybody knows what Hunter Renfro can do. You need those guys on the outside, and, and Ruggs and Edwards are becoming those guys. All right, last thing, Ed. I want to wrap this up today, but the last thing I want to touch on is just this defense. How much are they just, like, all on the same page right now? And what are the, and the pressure they've been able to bring? You know, what are some of the things that you found have really stood out with this Raiders defense? And how do they prepare for Justin Herbert? Well, they were really, really good for three quarters today. And then they weren't very good for a long time. Uh, the fourth and 20 was was really bad. Justin Herbert's going to be, to me, the most fascinating guy yet. And Mahomes to follow. Because what's happened so far, at least through most of the quarters, is that they've been able to get pressure. Enough pressure with four guys that you didn't have to bring a lot of guys. I wrote about that today with the no blitzing, right? Well, let's see if they can get pressure with four guys against Justin Herbert, because if they can't, then all of a sudden those seven that drop back in coverage, they're going to be under the gun and we'll see how good they really are. Adam had a good exchange with Casey Hayward afterwards saying, well, that was the first catch you gave up all year, but you stopped the guy for safety. So good on you. But Casey Hayward, Trayvon Mullen, Trayvon Mori, all those linebackers, if they don't get pressure up front against Justin Herbert, we'll see how good those guys really are. Because that guy, I think he through for three to 400 today. He, he had a huge game in Kansas City. He's a great young quarterback. So I'm really fascinated to see that game next week. Now, if they can get pressure on him with the four, then they can go to 4-0. Oh. But if they don't get any pressure on that guy, you better be really good on the back end because those receivers are really good, as we know. And he's really good. Mike so Williams I, had himself a yeah. day. Well, he's on one of my fantasy teams. Uh, yeah, yeah, two touchdowns. Three, you know, and two, two and one. The other. Thanks a lot. I'm ahead of you in 46 leagues. Yes, you uh, are. So, uh, no, I'm, I'm actually I'm having I'm a horrible looking season. forward to this one than I have all three. Because I think the Chargers are really good. I think Justin Herbert's really good. I think it's going to be the biggest test by far, so far, overall. I know Lamar Jackson's a test, but overall, by far the toughest test for their defense next, or I should say, a week from tomorrow night, Monday night. All right, Monday Night Football, we will be with you. The entire Vegas Nation crew, most of us, are actually heading down to Los Angeles to cover this game. So uh, we'll... 
Yeah, and our uh, <laughs> Griswold band, as our editor here, Al Liker, just said. Um, so we'll be down there. Make sure to check out VegasNation.com again. Hit subscribe wherever you're listening right now. We'll keep up with all these post-game editions throughout the season with Ed Graney, Adam Hill, and for me, I'm Heidi Fang. Thank you, everybody, so much for listening. Locals know the STN Sports app is the most trusted sports betting app in Nevada. They have convenient sign-up locations across Las Vegas. So download the STN Sports app today. Download and get a bonus up to $500 when you sign up at any of our convenient locations.